Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Adam Milstead. He'll be competing at UFC on Fox 31 in Milwaukee, December 15th versus Mike Rodriguez. What's going on, Adam? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, first thing I want to do is I, I read something about you said that you don't have full-time coaches. You don't have a nutritionist. You work a full-time job. How are you able to manage everything on your own? It's a chaotic lifestyle, man. You just kind of go with the punches, so to speak. Um, you know, I, when I, when I'm done here, I'm going to go up shower. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to get up at five 30 in the morning. I'm going to try to hit a little run, then I'm going to go to work for about, you know, 10, 11 hours. Then I'm going to go from there, come home, grab my stuff, go to the gym and train for three to four hours. So uh, somewhere in between there, I get sleep. <laughs> yeah, that is an insane schedule to have. Is that five days a week or six days a week? Uh, five days a week, and I think this will be our first six-day-a-week uh, training camp. So we'll train on Saturday. All right. Um, you're coming off a very close split decision loss to Jordan Johnson. Looking back at that fight, how do you assess your performance, and do you agree with the judges? Uh, <clears throat> looking back at the fight, I, I'm pulled both ways here because I understand where the judges were coming from. The guy controlled the position the best way possible. You know, um, I could see it in his eyes as soon as I hit him. He didn't want to strike with me, and I totally get it. I understand you want to win the fight, right? But that's not how I fight. I, you know, leading up to that, every single fight never went the distance that I've had. I, I've always done what I could to finish the fight. And uh, now, not taking anything away from Jordan. Jordan's a good, good fighter. Um, I wouldn't say a good fighter. He just knows how to roll with the punches, right? You know, like this guy has, has a decent chin. Was able to. To handle a couple of my big big punches and elbows and stuff like that um he's a better decision fighter than i am let's just put it like that you know like this guy is better to go out and <clears throat> what i call being a ladder and leaning on a guy for three rounds to scrub out a decision victory now granted ufc doesn't like that but that's who he is and you know you can't knock him for it because so far he's perfect at doing that Again, I'm not that type of fighter. I'm a type of guy that goes in there and wants to throw throw down and put on a show for all the people who paid their hard-earned money to watch a good fight. That's what I do. That's that's uh, that's why I made it to the UFC. Um, but the decision, uh, like the significant strikes that were landed for him, my face would have been like burger meat, like ground meat if he would have literally landed that many significant strikes so i have this thing this little theory and i don't know if it was our fight that started that off because this is the first time i ever noticed this but before we went in ufc came back and they inserted these little sensors into our gloves mm -hmm. 
And what I was told by the officials was those sensors were to calculate how fast you hit, um, you know, the number of punches you may throw and stuff like that. I didn't know that they were actually going to use those to calculate significant strikes, which then again, what is a significant strike? Mm. This guy punched my thigh for three rounds. Is that a significant strike? I don't think so. I, I sat there and me, this is an Iowa wrestler. This is somebody who wrestled at Iowa. I've wrestled in Carrot County, Maryland at a high school and then tried to play football and couldn't do that. Like, and I stuffed 85, 90% of his takedowns. I mean, I think the guy went, you know, for, um, what was it? Uh, out of 12, he got maybe two takedowns, which eventually I got right back up. He never really secured a position. Anyways, you can tell this bothers me a little bit, you know, because like I said, I'm pulled both ways. And at this particular point in my career and the way the UFC is going, I have absolutely no idea how they score fights. I really do not because I've seen fights exactly like mine go towards the guy who wants to fight. Like I've, I've seen they wanted – they actually made him win the fight. I, I, I don't get it. I you know, and still to this day, I don't know how it scored. So that's why right now when we're training, we're training to knock this guy out. We just want to go in there and hit hard and don't even put it in the judge's hands. Yeah, that's interesting. You're talking about the chip. I wonder what exactly the chip is doing because if you're just slapping somebody with the back of your hand, you know, like those little like baby hammer fists. I wonder if that's considered a significant strike. I think that's what they were calling. And if that's the case, next time I'm going to tell my cornerman to come in with some pads during rounds. We're going to punch and hit pads. While like I'm getting ready to start up, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to hit like this. I'm going to hit myself starting off. They're going to be like, why is Adam Wilson hitting himself? You know, I don't know, but he's calculated up to 400 significant strikes already in the first round. You know, that is – where I've gotten to the point now, like I'm, I'm just, I don't know how or why. I just, I really hope that these judges aren't literally sitting down and looking at a computer screen rather than using their two eyes and viewing this fight. You know, because every single round I was there to fight, I rocked him every single round. I know that for a fact. And I remember this guy, he tweeted me out and told me, he's like, we're going to stand in the middle. We're going to throw down. I'm going to knock you out. And I was like, fantastic. Let's do that. So we get in the middle, we start throwing down, I hit him once, and I see his whole complexion change to, oh, crap, this guy hits hard. And, okay, yeah, I throw hard, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I can't knock the guy completely. Hmm. He's a better decision fighter than me. He did what it was what it took to, to get two paychecks that night. So, And I walked away a loser as well as uh, somebody who uh, only had one paycheck. But I hope, I hope. And the, the big win for me is that people recognize me for wanting to fight. So, Well, this next fight that you have lined up, it's on UFC on Fox. The Big Fox is the last major show that is televised by Fox before the ESPN deal kicks in. What are your thoughts on the ESPN deal and having your fights televised on ESPN, which is a major network? It is. Um, but I do realize that... Um, it's really hard for me to explain because I, I have kind of gotten away from watching ESPN. ESPN mm. has gotten into the political uh, agenda that, that is surrounding this country. I'm sure you hear it all the darn time. And they're like, you know, and, and I, we're so sick and tired. Like we are 
we're just guys who get in and fight. We respect each other. We get in there. We throw down. We put on a show. That is where it ends. I just don't want us to be a part of this uh, this charade that the ESPN has been going with how, you know, like Shannon Sharp is always talking about, you know, like the big thing is taking a kneel during our national anthem, you know, like I get the, I get the problem with that, but at the same time, I just don't even want to deal with that. I just want us to be about fighting. And if we create, if UFC could just create their own network, like their own pro, like that would be perfect. That way that we have everybody who wants to watch fights come in and watch fights. Now, I understand that the idea is to bring in new people, people who don't necessarily uh, know what mixed martial arts is yet, which is surprisingly, it's been out for 25, almost 30 years now, and we're still, we're still in the, like, baby steps for, for our sport. You know, we're the most underpaid athletes in the world, yet we're the one of the hardest working athletes in the world besides maybe hockey and and I, I can tell you hockey players don't even get paid that much so it's, it's crazy to think about so um all in all like i think it's a good move um you know we're on a major sports channel you know it, it's only up from here so like most people when they were growing up sports center was huge so if you're performing on espn you might be able to be on sports yeah. center now Compared yep. to before when right. ESPN didn't really mess with MMA at all. Yeah, and I'm 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 happy that they're finally starting to recognize us as a sport there. I, I um and a lot of my hockey buddies, I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and, and this is a hockey town for sure. I don't think hockey's on ESPN, mm. which is pretty crazy to think about. Um or they don't cover it as much. Um so I just hope that, you know, we're st- when we get there, we're not kind of oversaturated by all the other sports, you know, especially the big one is NBA. You know, ESPN covers NBA more than I think any other sport. You know, of course they cover football, but you have the one of the, you know, the, the nation's greatest sport right now is football. You know, so you got that plus basketball plus baseball. You know, I just hope we don't get kind of lost in the mix. That's all. Yeah, it it you know you make a good point. It could get lost in the sauce and maybe not yeah. even further the sport. It could maybe bring it back. Who who knows what the future holds? Right, right. I mean, that, that there's a it's a it's I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but MMA doesn't have seasons, so um, you know. And and you look at it like boxing is. I hate to say it, I love boxing. I I respect it. You know so much but um it's it's lost it's it's lost luster i mean it's like there's you don't really hear much about it anymore unless it's a huge fight you know if it's a triple g versus canelo or if it's a you know mayweather fighting some other ufc guy maybe khabib now who knows (laughs) but um yeah so it's like like you said i i you know I, i just hope that we get the exposure that i think that we deserve as a sport and i think I think if people start recognizing us, we can we can really start making some strides in 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 uh, you know popularity. Yeah, I hope I hope this deal does help you guys out, you know, tremendously because that's the point of making these TV deals. Uh, let's go on to your opponent coming up, Mike Rodriguez. He's a contender series winner. He's also coming off a loss, a decision loss in his debut. What did you think of his performance? Um. <clears throat> 
it's uh, it was very hard to tell. Um, you know, in his contender series fight, he fought well. Um, he fought a guy who was just didn't really recognize how to fight a southpaw fighter. Uh, that that's probably his greatest uh, strength is just him being a lefty right now. You know, a lot of guys. I don't I don't really hear much of many other guys in the UFC in a light heavyweight division that are lefties other than maybe I think is Luke Rockhold is lefty. I I can't remember. I think um, so. I think so. Yes. Yeah, but um, uh, he's one eighty five, two hundred five. He's all over the place. But anyways, like. So he's, you know, he's got that going for him. And so guys don't recognize that real well. And that's exactly what happened to contender series. The guy, you know, dropped down, put his head to the right and landed at knee. Um, but granted, it was a nice timing. His last fight, his last fight was a lot like mine. Um, but it was definitely more unanimous than mine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he definitely lost that fight. The guy definitely pushed him against the cage. Like, we hate doing fights like that. But at least that guy got him down secured a couple decent positions and uh you know yeah he just uh he exposed the weakness to him so not saying that i might exploit that at some point but um just saying it's just uh um uh, it'll be a it'll be a good fight this guy wants to stand and back this guy's a muay thai fighter i i'm naturally a muay thai fighter i was you know i, I love muay thai you know i, I grew up wrestling but for some unknown reason i like this i i I don't know. I'm crazy. I'm sadistic in some sort of way. Like, like if if I'm even if this guy's tagging me and I have the ability to take him down, something in me says keep standing. You know, there's return fire, who, return who, fire. Yeah, just you know, he hits me. If if he hits me, I know I can hit him. So you know, so but that that's just me. So I think it's gonna be a great fight. I think it's gonna be a fun fight. I didn't even look. You know, the funny thing was my manager hit me up. And he said, uh, and I've been waiting for a while for a fight. I'm like, man, man, give me a fight. Give me a fight. Give me a fight. And uh, finally, he, he, I like, I took a nap. Um, like, I came home, had some time. So I took a nap, like, 30 minutes. Got up to a text message. Mike Rodriguez. I didn't know who he was. I just, just said yes. <laughs> I just said yes. And I drove to the gym. And as I got to the gym, I was like, maybe I should look this guy out. <laughs> just like, maybe, you know, maybe this guy's like, monster or something or maybe he's just going to be another wrestler and that's also another thing too like you know you don't know if the usc is going to feed you a wrestler or striker and you're just hoping you're hoping they feed you somebody who wants to fight you know who wants to stand in banks so i looked him up and i was like beautiful except he's a southpaw i like a challenge you know so whatever we're gonna we've been working with a lot of southpaws in the area of pittsburgh and uh doing a lot of boxing and and uh, Muay Thai lately, so uh, it's going to be a fun fight. What aspect of your game do you believe Rodriguez probably will not be able to handle? Mm. Uh, how hard I hit. Oh. I don't know. That, that's me. Like I, I, um, I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm not trying to be um, you know, egotistical here, but you know, I, when I throw, I throw for broke. You know? And that's that's a kind of a weakness of mine because sometimes I'll, I'll throw myself out, you know, like I, you know, or I'll put myself out of bad position, but I throw hard. And I, I think once he realizes how hard I hit, he's going to maybe change his game plan up. He's going to get a little bit longer. Uh, he's going to open himself up a little bit more. Um, you know, all in all, I mean, I, there's not saying that if this guy starts tagging me a lot, if this guy just gets 
10 times better from, from now to the fight. Like for some unknown reason, he gets that much better. I feel I have the ability. I can take him down to the ground and, and, you know, throw down some uh, big ground and pound. This is the first time you'll be fighting twice in a year for the UFC. Why was it so difficult for you to be more active in the last few years? Well, um, I want to blame it on the fact that I just got in too late, Mm. you know, you know, fighting in the local area, the regional shows, I beat my body up, man. I mean, I am just like when I was fighting amateur, I was fighting every single month for like six or seven fights straight, you know, and it just takes a toll on your body. Um, I had a couple knee surgeries, uh, things that just you know, happened, you know, and obviously the Curtis Blades fight really set me back. But, um, you know, it was like after when I got in the UFC, I had a problem with my elbow. Like I could literally only extend it about there. You know, I had I had these huge, huge uh, bone spurs. Like they look like pieces of popcorn that were just stuck in a joint and literally it could not extend at all. We could barely bring it in. So after I won that fight, I was like, all right, all right, we need to, we need to focus. We need to get my body right because we're going to be, you know, making a run. So I went and I had elbow surgery. That put me out a little bit. Um, and then um, and then eventually I had a fight. They wanted me to fight. Uh, oh, God, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, it's a Russian guy, not the last guy, but the Russian guy that fought, Derek Lewis, who lost in the third round again due to, due to TKO. Volkov. Abu. No, not Volkov. Not that guy. There was another guy about three fights prior to that. I cannot think of that dude's name. But, um, but anyways, I was supposed to fight him, and then I was just coming off elbow surgery. I was like, I can't do it. So, um, And then the UFC come up with Curtis Curtis Blades. And, you know, at first, when I saw Curtis Blades, I was like, this is a big dude, and he's a good wrestler. You know, this guy, like, there's not he's going to take me down regardless. You know, I, I know it's going to happen, but I went in there with the idea that I was going to try to keep it standing. And, uh, that ended up being my downfall. Uh, you know, after it was the, a lot of people don't recognize it, but it was the first slam my knee tore. Uh, my, my knee hit and, and the, the joint flexed and hit the ground and I felt something tear. And I've been in that situation before. And I thought that I could work through it. I thought it was maybe just the meniscus. So I stood up a couple more times, and every slam, it kept getting worse. I mean, the guy is a great wrestler. There's no taking away from it. I got him down on the ground. I decided to pull guard, which I never do, but I, I'm totally against it. I pulled guard, and this guy froze up like a popsicle. Like, I, you know, <laughs> I went and I, I swept him, and I'm like, why don't I just go down on the ground with him? By then, it was too late. I stuffed his last takedown in, in the, uh, the, the second round, start of the second round, and that knee – gave out and it was one of the most excruciating pains I've had inside the cage. Um, I didn't mean to spray Mike that, but obviously that's a verbal tap. So anyways, after that was a miserable, miserable road to recovery. Mm. I mean, it was every day, every day was some sort of rehab I was doing. And it just like, I got tired of coming home grabbing my stuff. It was like the gym, but it wasn't as fun. Like you go over, you, you jump on a treadmill and you walk for hours. You know, it was just, it was so miserable and it took me so long to come back because I had, I had a uh, ACL reconstructive surgery. Uh, they took, they, they used my uh, patella tendon 
which patella tendon needs time to heal. Um, I had a repair on my meniscus on a weight bearing side. So I had to be, uh, no weight on it for like seven weeks, which caused so much atrophy after that. It was like, well, you know, I'll do what I can to come back. I had a lot of doubts on myself. I was like, I don't know if, you know, this sports for me, you know, I'm just like, my body's so beat up. I now have two knees who have both reconstructive, you know, ACL surgeries and, uh, it took a lot. And then eventually it got to the point where, you know what, I want one more shot, you know, one more shot. If I can get in, my knees started feeling better. I got with the UFC, uh, performance Institute. They helped me so much. And, uh, eventually I got back in there and fought and, and it felt great when I fought. So I'm, I'm here now. And that's why after the Jordan Johnson fight, I was like, okay, I'm going to take like a month break. I want to fight again. I want to get back in there. I want to stay active. I want to show the UFC that, that, you know, if they call on me, I'll accept it. I'm ready to go. So that's where I am now. During that time, you're going through the recovery and the rehab. You're also preparing yourself to kind of drop, to drop down in weight and, how difficult was that process of going through all of that and then having to diet? It was. Uh, it added a lot of uh, a whole new stress factor because I'm the type of guy who loves my pizza and beer. So, <laughs> uh, so I had to cut that out. Um, but uh, other than that, it it really wasn't that bad. Like I, I I grew up wrestling, so I know the whole weight cut game. I know how to do it. I mean, when I was in second grade, I was running around the gymnasium with trash bags on. You know, you won't see that nowadays, but you know that that's who I am, literally. And uh, a lot of people don't r- realize this, but all through my amateur career and uh, into my pro debut, I fought light heavy. Um, it wasn't until after I dropped my light or my pro debut uh i dropped in another controversial fashion i uh, went to a strength conditioning coach and he looked at me and he said you got a frame that should be holding about 250 right now he's like you were severely undersized he's like i want to work with you i want to get back up so we just decided let's go heavyweight and uh i can't knock him for that because uh you know it was what got me into the ufc the ufc wanted heavyweights and i was a lighter heavyweight that threw hard and you know, um, got some decent TKOs and knockouts. Um, and so eventually I got it. Um, but then after that, that whole knee ordeal, I was like, I'm, I'm realizing that my knee was not able to deal with, you know, like 235 pounds plus another, you know, Chris Blaze was probably 285 at that time. All that on one knee. If I, if he pulls my leg up, that is right there on one knee. And it's like, it's probably not the best solution for me right now. If I want to have some longevity in this sport, I got to drop weight. And so I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the drop. I'm going to do it. And, you know, and I, and another reason why I decided to do that is because, um, you know, leading up to the fight, you get all this stress, you get all this anxiety build up. You're like, what if he does this? What if he does that? You are like, you're freaking out. You're just totally thinking about the fight. When you're a heavyweight, you don't have to worry about losing weight. So that's all you think about. You're just ta- constantly thinking about, man, what if he hits me here? What if he does this? My family's in the crowd. What if my mom sees me get knocked out? You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when I said I-, I wanted to drop, I was like, well, there's a good realization there that I'm not going to be worried about the fight. I'm not going to stress myself out so much. I'm just going to focus on losing that weight. Now, once I see that 205 on that scale – then I could start, but by then there's only one day to really think about it and you go on, you fight. So, um, 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was a decision that needed to be made probably a little bit ago before the Curtis Blades fight. But you know, that's how life works sometimes. One last thing, uh, I wanted to know the key differences you see in yourself as a light heavyweight now compared to when you were a heavyweight. Stronger. I am. Uh, I'm. You know, dealing with dealing with uh, when I fought Johnson. I mean, Johnson. He's an undefeated fighter. I mean, and and I forgot to point out his last fight. He dropped down to 185 after fighting me. So that goes to show you that that man does not want to fight me again. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, at my strength. Uh, I really never had that when I was in a in a heavyweight. What helped me in a heavyweight was my agility. But I think I have enough agility to be able to deal with the 205. But at the same time, have enough strength to be able to, to defend these takedowns and to be able to, you know, put the, put the knuckles on the button, you know, and then eventually put them out. So that's, that's probably my biggest goal right now is just to utilize my strength, come forward and uh, put on a show. All right. December 15th, Milwaukee, UFC on Fox 31. Adam Milstead will face Mike Rodriguez. This is, you know, both you guys have, like grappling credential but i see this fight not even going to the ground for some reason and you guys just standing there and you guys have a different style of striking but it clashes well with each other which will you know yeah. result in a good fight i believe well i think the usc did a good job especially this being the last <clears throat> last one on fox um you know um we're gonna be there to put on a show you know, I'm going to come up and I'm very, despite what George Johnson was, my last fight, you know, him talking back and forth and we doing a whole drama crap. We're not even in a position to do that. Like right now for people to notice, oh my God, look at these guys going back. Nobody knows who the hell we are. So stop talking, just be respectful. So like, and I think Mike is a respectful guy. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to shake his hand and be like, man, let's put on a show. You know, let's, let's, let's try to get that 50 gram. Let's try to get that fight of the night. You know, the, wherever we're at on the card, let's make people want to watch this fight. You know, that's all I care about at this particular moment. And, uh, you know, and I hate to say it right now, but this is my last fight on a UFC contract. Mm -hmm. So it means that I got to go out with a bang. It means I got to do what I can to secure another contract. So taking a guy down and, and scrubbing him out for three rounds is not my cup of tea. And it's not going to get me another contract. I'm there to, to, to fight, put on a show. I'm there to have people want to watch me. I, I want people to recognize me for somebody who wants to fight more than just for money. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to fight to, to, uh, prove to myself and people who, who support me that I can do this, that I can be one of the best, I can be one of the greats. But the hardest person that you fight is yourself. And that is one thing that I got to get through, and that's what this camp is going to be about. It's going to be about coming forward, not worrying about taking shots, and just, just hit them as hard as you can, put on a show, and make people laugh and have a great time and say, damn it, Adam Milsa is a great fighter. That's awesome, man. Thank you for your time, Adam, and uh, good luck on your fight, man. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. No doubt.